You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we come to you once again for a Survivor Heroes, Healers, Hustlers recap episode. And we are really now getting into the pointy, pointy end of this season. We're down to six people. We're down to about three episodes if you count the reunion, two episodes if you don't count the reunion. And uh, what an episode we had this week. Lots to talk about, lots to go over. And we are thrilled to be able to say we have another former Survivor contestant, Survivor that is, if I know how to say the word properly, on the line with us to uh, go over everything that happened this week and give their thoughts on the season in general. And of course, answer your listener questions as well. We haven't had her on the show since way back on the premiere episode of Survivor Game Changers earlier this year, but uh, still, she's our very good friend. Uh, I, I don't even know how to begin to describe her because she knows what she means to this show and what she means to me. I do, of course, speak her from Survivor Africa, Miss Teresa T-Bird Cooper. T-Bird, welcome back to the show. Heroes versus heroes versus healers versus hustlers because I've kind of renamed this season thirty five Island of the Lost Idols <laughs> because it's like it's idols idols everywhere <laughs> made up idols. I mean, I've never seen the likes of it, but it's great to be with you, Ben. You know how I feel about you, so thank you so much for having me on Survivor on Survivor Oz. You're you're welcome. My home away from home. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, there's so many idols this season that people just can throw them in the fire and not really give a shit about them. I mean, that's basically what we're looking at, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and I'm thinking to myself, I saw Mike do it, and I'm like, oh, oh man, I, don't, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. But I can see where, I mean, everybody, I just think, my opinion, of course, that's too much. And I always said, you know, Ben, I thought, you know, back in the, back during Africa, S3, you know, we didn't have anything like this, right? Mm-hmm. So I always thought, well, an idol here or there sure to help my game. But now, I, I, I like an idol thrown in every, you know, every now and then, but the way it is now, and it, even the idea of somebody making an idol, where are they getting all those supplies? <laughs> yes, I was thinking yeah. that too. But when they, when they look like ridiculously good like that, and they're kind of like, oh, I'm making it from my bracelet. And, you know, this is from this. And, yeah, it's always very convenient, the amount of things that they have ready to make one. I mean, the one that Ben had on last night, that was that was very impressive. And, and again, I mean, I love the idea. Was it Bob Crowley? Mm-hmm. Was it Bob Crowley that made one back in the day yeah. that was the first of the first of the... Well, the first one that looks genuine, I guess you would say. I mean, Ozzy obviously made the stick, but um, that's another story. <laughs> Wow, have times changed because these are professional jewelry makers now. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I do my think, opinion, in my in my opinion, it's too much, too much, too many, too many idols. It's it's kind of interesting. Oh. I wonder if they actually deliberately because, like, obviously, when they get some of their tree mails or kind of some of their idol clues or things like that, like. I reckon the producers maybe do add a couple of beads here and string pieces there so that people can kind of have that that, that option. Um, yeah. But I think a lot of people talked about um, with this season, particularly early on, is that we really are at a point now where it's, you know, not just idols, but we've always got some sort of um, advantage that is there, if you know what I mean. Um and it's kind of a lot of – some people, like, complain about the overuse of advantages. Some people think it's fine. I mean, it's – there's a line there, I think. I mean, 
it's, it's, it's always a case of this show obviously develops so much over the years. I mean, we are in season 35, for goodness sakes. So, you know, they've got to be able to keep moving this game forward. And we really are in a, a point of this show, which and we have been for, you know, a few years now. It's not new um, that this is just so game savvy. It's all about the playing sort of that. And, you know, it's not really about relationships. I mean, alliances kind of seem to be so rare now that they last a certain period of time in Survivor now. So... Um, I mean, they, they, they seem to deliberately yeah. go out of their way for this. So it's even just like the subtle little differences now with an idol that it's not even a case of, hey, he's an idol. It's now, hey, he's half of an idol. The other half will be at your challenge, which, I mean, I think it's a unique take on it because you're right. Like, there's just so many idols all the time. There's so many things. But when they try and change it up a little bit, I think it kind of it does make it a little bit more interesting. It does, Bill, but I think they can do that without you know, again, so many idols. I like, you know, the idea of advantages here and there, but I think, I mean, here we are, we've got maybe two two weeks left, and I love the final six we've got here. I think we've got a strong, strong final six. I agree. I'm excited about all of them. I think, I think they all equally have a chance of, of winning, um, depending on who they're sitting with. But I wonder, are there going to be idols just like laying on the ground here and there, you're just walking by them, and, and then, that people, even like Lauren did the other day, that she tells everybody this. I, I don't understand the idea of sharing all this with everybody, which is why I think Ben has such, been such a savvy, great player because he's kept everything, you know, close to the cuff and he's, he's not spreading it all around and you see how it works for him. Yeah, so, I agree with that completely. And plus, the way they did Lauren's, I mean, all of a sudden, there it was. Now, I would have just gone past it and not said anything but she didn't and she told Ben and that's fine but then it, the other half was like just laying beside her challenge <laughs> just laying there she didn't have to again she didn't have to take it out of the, the top pocket approach just shirt pocket <laughs> hey there's an idea go, <laughs> so, you know go get it it's just it's just laying there so that whole scene of that she found it and it was sitting there that was lost on me. I didn't. There was that was a big let. They. I'm not sure why. Something. Something. Something dropped through the cracks there with that. Well, I'm not sure how that happened. I think. Just- um, first of all, I think that's a great idea that you just kind of said there, that maybe they do need to have an idol of like, you need to subtly hug Jeff Probst and pickpocket him. The idol will be in his top I mean, pocket. <laughs> pick your way. Pick your, I mean, something that would be kind of interesting because... Yeah, something like that. But just to have it sitting there. Yeah. And right I, beside her thing. But she was going to get it because there it was. And then I'm still not sure why she gave it to Mike. I, I didn't know that that didn't seem like it was going to serve her much good. But anyway. The thing the thing with it that I found the most interesting that. is that it, it, I mean, we've had, it's not the first time we've had kind of, you know, find the idol in a challenge. I mean, that was sort of what first back done in oh, Cambodia. Right. But it's kind of, the thing that I found most interesting about it is that, this was the first time we'd kind of had a, a two-half part where half was in a challenge. But, I mean, this... I think there's kind of two ways to look at this. First of all, there's no way, I feel, except for Ben, because he knew about it, there's no way other people would assume that that is part of an idol, because it's literally a shell. Like, that. I mean, that's just on the beach. That, that does not look suspicious at all. So seeing Lauren pick up a shell, there's no way other people can be like, oh, she's finding an idol. So I kind of think that... A, that was kind of clever on that part. But on the flip side, I mean, did producers just get really lazy this episode? Because we'll talk about that that 
reward challenge in a minute. But, I mean, that is legitimately an idol, a piece of string and a shell. Like, I mean, if that's all it is, then, God, everybody going out there for future seasons, when it comes to making fake idols, just find a shell on the beach and a piece of string. Bob's your uncle. There's your fake idol. <laughs> right. But then, again, I don't understand. Pretend like she found it on her own. She did find it on her own, but she didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Just pretend like she found it. Well, why not give her the other part right there with it? Because it was laying there. She sat down and picked it. I mean, they want that drama. Right. Was- they want that tension. They want kind of the the nerve factor. I mean, you think about the first time we saw that in Cambodia. I think it was one of it Kelly Wiggles were uh, Wentworth. Sorry, that had to be the first to find. And Jeremy oh. also had to find one. Like that was really like great stuff. Like it's nerve wracking. We just recently had that again in um our Australian version uh, this year. but uh, So I think I can see kind of from a producer's and a television point how it's great, but you lose that when it is kind of just a piece of shell in the sand um, and it's like legitimately there's no tension behind it because you see it and there's no way that other people are going to like assume. So what, do Survivor players from this point on have to assume a rock or a piece of wood in the sand or just like something so basic that you legitimately would walk over a hundred times every day when you're on that beach? is part of an idol. So, yeah, I mean, I see why they do it. It's just, it's kind of a, a case of, like, make it a little bit more tension-filled for us. Well, again, the other ones when that they did where they made it, where they had to actually go out of their way to get it. Yeah. Well, this was basically, basically, we're just going to put it in your, we're going to just leave it in your bag there at camp or we're going to put it in your pocket or we're going to, because it was just, it's just there. It was just laying there. Yeah. It wasn't, nobody would see the why. It wasn't like she had to go out of her way to try to get it. Or even if they had put it beside somebody else's. Yeah, that's a good point. But it, it was. So, no, okay, but anyway, okay, we beat that dead horse. Well, I, think, I think you and I, but I know it, you and I have talked about in the past about the whole idea of when you find an idol, don't tell anyone. And um, I've always kind of been on that notion too, that if I was to find an idol, just don't tell anyone because it's kind of, it is very rare that we have seen something like this happen. What Ben successfully pulled off this week where legitimately no one knows. And like, I understand why people do tell people sometimes because yes, it can sway favor and it brings in trust. But I think what we've noticed on this season, which I think Ben was very intelligent is that, trust and keeping secrets really this season hasn't been a strong suit of these players because it legitimately seems that as soon as one person tells another, it's a, it's a game of, you know, secretive whispers around the camp. And before you know it, everybody knows. So, um, it's kind of, it's, it's been one of those seasons where loose lips really do sink ships. Yeah, I can tell you, I wouldn't tell a soul anything. I mean, other than it worked, I tell you what worked, it worked for Ryan telling Chrissy mm-hmm. about the, the little I gave her. I mean, that was that is when it makes sense to me to say, hey, by the way, you know, I I, I gave you that or or I'm going to give you this. I can see why somebody, but if you have it, it's only an advantage to you. I wouldn't let anybody else know unless you want to let somebody believe that you might help them with it and give it to them. Other than that, there's no reason to mention it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very much on that viewpoint. I've kind of always thought that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think kind of this episode, you know, just Lauren kind of and everybody, I've seen so many comments about her. Does this make her the dumbest player ever? Blah, 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 all this sort of... You always get comments like this after sort of somebody makes a mistake like this. But, I mean, 
Survivor is a game where you are often on a fine line between making a ridiculous mistake and the most amazing move ever. So I don't see this as the dumbest move ever. I think there have been plenty of other dumb moves in the history of Survivor that definitely make this one not look as bad. Uh, Lauren obviously explained a little bit in our exit interview why she did it. And, you know, there's a bit of logic behind kind of, you know, getting some favour with Mike because, you know, she doesn't know what side he's going on and she feels she's on the outs all of a sudden now because she's hearing her name being thrown around. So um, I kind of think I can see what she was doing. Obviously, it's one of these ones where she gets voted out and, like, shit, I was an absolute idiot for doing that. But again, um, you know, had she played that successfully, then she would be considered a very smart player and she would have pulled it off. I mean, what's your take on kind of, I know you sort of alluded to slightly there that you didn't understand why she gave it to, to Mike, but I mean, do you have anything more to add on that? And also, I guess the case of this advantage that she had that she never got to play ultimately? I like what you said. The first thing is, is it's right. It's, it's either the dumbest move if it doesn't work or it's the greatest move if it does and you're we're at day 33 these players are exhausted so i don't think it was necessarily a dumb move to build trust i think even when it was happening i was thinking maybe she could do better giving it maybe to chrissy because chrissy had come to her was trying to get her on her side and she i think of course, it's, it's hindsight now, but I think it would have been a better play for Chrissy because Chrissy, I pretty much can tell you, would not have thrown that piece <laughs> in the fire. You're right. She would have used her benefit because she is a player. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike's a player too, but I just think Chrissy no way would have done that. And, you know, what I would have done if I wanted to make people think, oh, we're getting rid of this half, look at this, I would have thrown something fake in the fire, then told Lauren, you know, later, if she had made it, which, of course, we know now she didn't. Um, hey, Lauren, guess what? By the way, I, do, I really do have the other half. Now, she's the only one that knows if she can keep it to herself, her and Mike. Then it means something. But, I mean, it's easier now to Monday, Monday morning quarterback after we've seen it. But I, at the time, I really I really couldn't tell why she was why she would have given it to Mike. I think she would have been better served with Chrissy. Even a subtle little mention, like she could have, as soon as Mike threw it in the fire, you could have then quickly gone to even just, you know, sow some seeds of doubt, just be like, oh, well, joke's on you, Mike. That was the fake part. And just hold up something else like, this is the real part. So then maybe people are like, oh, shit, let's not vote for Lauren. Let's put them back on Chrissy. Um, So, I mean, that's an idea too. Ben, you know what? That's brilliant. I didn't think of that because it's all about it's all about doing being ready to make a move whatever you can do just like that and but but again I got to give it to them after being out there myself this length of time you're not thinking on your feet that fast um, I'm sure she second guessed it a hundred times now yeah. and plus the, and everybody's known about every idol but good for Ben. For keeping it to himself because I think Lauren would have been really strong to be sitting in the final final three. So for the other for the other six that are left, it probably did them good to get her out of there anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, completely, completely agree. And I think um, 
yeah, I mean, this is definitely a game, like, you're right. Like, they're, we've also got to understand Day 33, their minds are everywhere and everything. And even just this tribal council, it's, it's one of those really crazy ones where everybody's getting up and talking to each other and kind of, you know, they're scrambling, which... I, I don't know if I like anymore. I, I'm a bit indifferent on this. Like, it was kind of a novelty when we first had it. Like, it was kind of, you know, adds a bit of intrigue to Tribal. But do you think we're they're, they're letting them get away with this a little bit too much now? Because Probes is literally sitting there almost just pulling out, you know, like a, a cup of coffee and a cigarette and just watching it and some popcorn. Like, I mean, they're just legitimately getting up now and talking and just they can almost have free will, which obviously in, back in your day, you guys were like, you know, the whip was put down on you, wasn't it? Like, don't speak, don't do this, don't do that. Like... So, yeah. You know what? It, ben, it really wasn't. It really wasn't. It just never dawned. Uh, I mean, if if I played again, watched them do it, I would absolutely do whatever at the last scramble moment to do it. So, I think it's just, even I'm thinking at every tribal council, it would, it just wouldn't have been as far as us playing. There was no other, there's no time where it got like that. Mm-hmm. There was always such a, group in charge which now it's like to me the difference between back in the day and now is the game evolves and changes every every day and alliances are changed every day and people are jumping around and this and that and so i guess that's just the way the game has evolved now yeah well i think post cambodia so, i think cambodia maybe was the first season when we did have these what voting blocks um, and I mean, it's, we, we tried to talk about this earlier in the season when kind of this alliance of seven was sort of in control and it looked like they might actually make it all the way to the final seven. I mean, it was hard pressed for us to think of a last season where we legitimately had such a strong alliance go all the way through to, to the end. I mean, you know, Worlds Apart sort of had it with the, um, the white, the blue collar, sorry. Um, sort of alliance and kind of obviously it was all about taking out Mike and then they had to take each other out at the end. I mean, you might argue that was probably the last time we had an alliance, like a majority sticking true to each other. Um, I mean, even then, Blood versus Water kind of had it with Tyson's group for a while. Um, yeah, it's, it's just so difficult to try and kind of find one where it's, it's lasted all the way to the end because this is really the case now of Survivor where... Like, an alliance, just it's so hard-pressed to, to keep it all the way to the end, and it's how this game is developed. And it's, I mean, it's great watching for the most part. I mean, I, for one, I think I was saying this a few weeks ago, would not be opposed to seeing, uh, you know, like a pagonging again, having one tribe dominate the early parts and then wipe out the other tribe one by one then get straight to the end. Like, I, you know, wouldn't mind seeing that because I was never completely anti-pagonging like a lot of people were in the early days of Survivor. But, um, yeah, I just find it impossible that we can ever kind of get a style of season like that again. I think this is kind of how Survivor is now. Well, yeah, and I'm with you. When it got to be kind of predictable, I'm like, oh, we got to, you know, we got to do something. We got to shake it up a little bit. But now, to even if even to watch it, I'd like to see, I really would like to see more loyalty. I mean, I feel like with this season, um, at least I feel like I've seen loyalty with Chrissy and Ryan. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'll be honest with you, it's a little discouraging because I've always said, Ben, that I think people play the way they live their lives. I really believe that. I, I firmly believe that. And I think about the loyalty that Ethan, Lex, and Tom had back in the day. And I, I feel like if those three played again, the kind of guys they are, I can't imagine them not playing. I can't imagine them playing differently. But 
you just don't you just don't see it, and it's a little discouraging because it feels I feel like nobody's nobody stays with their word anymore. So although it seems like in these final six, I look at them and, and kind of study them. I feel like we've got a couple of people that really seem like they played a pretty up and up and respectable game. Which if if I'm voting for the winner, I'm kind of looking at all that. Yeah, I mean, one thing I think too, kind of that we went over in our uh, rankings episode, which I've said a few times this season uh, with the newer players in the last five seasons, is that you know you kind of hard pressed to really find a an utmost dominant player as well, like we used to have. Like, a lot of the winners kind of recently have just kind of, you know, they've, they've had their moments, but they haven't sort of dominated the game. I mean, Jeremy's probably the only one that you would argue in the last five sort of winners really had a, a period of yep. just kind of just controlling the game in his own style. Every other winner um, have had, you know, big downs and have had to fight through. And I'm not saying that's a bad way to win. I'm just saying that you don't necessarily have these dominant players. And, you, like, I think you're right. This final six, I mean... I think we've said this a few times in the last few seasons. This could be one of the most open final sixes in a long time. But, I mean, look, if I'm having to look at this six right now, to me, Ben's in the box seat to win. Uh, but having said that, I don't think that the other five necessarily can't win. I mean, Mike, to me, maybe has the least chance of winning, but I'm not saying he can't win. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that kind of the other, the other people involved, Chrissy, Ashley... Devin Ryan, like even Ryan, like you know, I think they've all got their arguments that they could could win this game. So yeah, this is a very open final six into the final two weeks. Well, and I tell you, it's so funny that you picked Ben because because Ben had a run on votes this week, um, but of course the idol changed that for him. I feel like the the two players that I think that that I wouldn't want to be sitting in the finals with, I wouldn't want to be sitting with Mike. And I wouldn't want to be sitting with Devin. And it's so funny. You said you don't think Mike can win. Well, I think if Ben is sitting with the right people, he can win for him. And the right people for him would be if he's sitting with Chrissy and Ryan, mm-hmm. I think he wins. He's sitting. But I think if he's sitting with Devin or Mike, I think Devin or Mike wins. Because I'm looking at the jury, and Ben has played great. I think he's, he's had no loyalties. He's revealed every secret anybody's told him. Um, he's strategized. He's played a great game that way. But he's probably upset a few people. But what I think Ben's got going for him is I bet his closing, if he's sitting in the final three, will be fantastic and will win some people over. But I still think he needs to be sitting with two other people that people don't like. And Devin and Mike are likable and they play, especially Devin, with the double agent plan. He's likable, strategic. They can easily argue he needs the money. He's a kid. There's a lot of reasons I think that Devin could beat a lot of these that are that are here. And even Mike. I mean, Mike's got a lot of people on the healers that I think would vote for him. And I think on these others, because I don't think he's ruffled any feathers. He's been on the bottom a lot, and he's still hanging in. I 100% agree with you about Devin, 100%. I think Devin's been completely underrated by everyone, and that um, whole double agent idea was genius. Um, I just baffled it took us 35 seasons for somebody to think of that. So um, that was brilliant. Um, Mike, I just think, I mean, I, I agree with, like, he's got the votes. I mean, he's got four healers um, from his original healers tribe on, on the jury. So there's that. 
Um, I just think there was a telling confessional from him this week when he said, uh, like, you know, I just haven't been able to make a move. I'm always on the bottom. I'm just trying to wait to, you know, find what I can do. And I don't know if that's really a winner's quote from a from a confessional. Um, I mean, it's just a little subtle thing, which, again, I'm, you know, not the best at reading edits. But, um, I, look, I, I'm not saying Mike can't win. I still think there are definitely ways Mike can win this game. Um, I just think, to me, out of this final six, he's got the least chance of winning. But I, I would not say he's got 0% chance of winning. Yeah. I mean, to me right now, just from the, the way the, it seems like the players are reacting, for some reason, Christy and Ryan don't seem to be to be favorites. Um, Ashley doesn't seem like she's ruffled any feathers either. I think Ashley could definitely she, win this game. She's uh, hanging in there, yeah. She wanted to get Ben out. She doesn't look like she's... Like I said, made anybody mad. She's a strong player with challenges. So, again, it just, I think Ben could win. If he's sitting with Mike and Devin, uh-uh. I'm going to say no on that. But, again, if he's sitting with maybe Chrissy, Ryan, maybe even Ashley, maybe. Mm. He can win. I'm, I mean, look, I'm still kind of just personally really rooting for Chrissy just because she was my winner's pick. And I've never, I think the furthest I ever got with a preseason winner's pick was uh, Kelly Wentworth in Cambodia. And she was, what, fourth um, or fifth, wasn't she? Fourth or fifth, one of those. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I'm into the final six here with Chrissy. But each week, sadly, I just look at Chrissy's edit and I've just kind of got a vibe with Chrissy. She's kind of going to be the stereotype of kind of the older female player who, gets to the end and maybe just won't get any credit for what she's done. And I'm just like, I'm so hoping that's not true because I think Chrissy's played a great game, uh, but she's just kind of starting to to wane off a little bit. And, yeah, I think you're right. She's kind of maybe not going to get that level of respect that um, maybe she would have a few weeks ago. Oh, and don't get me wrong. I like Chrissy a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got more in common with Chrissy than anybody out there. I... I played basically the age she is now is the age I was when I played. I think she's played a strong game. She's passionate. She's assertive. She's played a respectable game. She's, I mean, I think she's played a great game. So I'm a little confused why she's not getting, you know, the people aren't respecting her game as much as I am. Yeah. But for some reason, not. I don't know why. So, but yeah, I, I, I'd be okay if she got to the end. I just don't know if she can pull the votes out. Which, I think JP's probably the only one that would vote for her. Yeah, that's a very good and point. Ryan. And Ryan. JP yeah. would probably Ryan. If she can get Ben on the jury, if she can get Ben on the jury, I think maybe because like I don't think like Chrissy's more anti Ben than Ben's anti Chrissy. If you know what I mean. Um. So possibly yeah. Ben. Um. And look, you know, there are a few, a few that remain, like, you know, you might look at Ashley as well, possibly, depending on who, of course, Chrissy's sitting with, and if she's not sitting with Ashley, because, you know, she was with Ashley since the very beginning, uh, back on the, the Heroes Tribe. So, look, yeah. yeah, there's a few things in there, but I, I kind of, yeah, I just think she's losing sway, and, like, there's other people that I just can't see getting votes with votes from, so, yeah. But, Ben, but really, Ashley's never warmed up to um, Chrissy. At all, and no. and I see Ashley. If she if she makes the, if she's sitting on the jury, I tell you who I think Ashley's vote's going to, and that's going to be Devin. And also Ben's vote. Ben's vote's going to Devin. It ain't going to Ash. It ain't going to. Um, 
I'd agree. I completely agree. But if this is, yeah, I'd agree 100% with that. But if Chrissy can make it to the end, say, with Ryan and Mike, um, uh, you know, like Mike, as we kind of went over, is probably going to get the votes from a lot of the healers. But, I mean, is Ben going to vote for Mike? Is Ashley going to vote for Mike? Is Devin going to vote for Mike? Maybe Ryan they might vote for? I don't know. Um, cause you know, obviously Ben's worked with Chrissy a lot more, you know, Ashley, yeah, didn't necessarily warm up to it, but she still kind of was with her in, in like pockets of this game. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it that would be an interesting vote if that was a final three. For, you mean, you said if it was Ryan, Chrissy and Mike, and Mike? yeah, yeah, I think Desi's going to vote for Mike, mm-hmm. Joe's going to vote for Mike. Oh yeah. I agree with that. It would be a ben, tight vote. Ben, yeah, I think Ben would vote for Mike before Chrissy. Yeah, it'd be tight. I, I'm going with Mike. A lot. I think, like I said, Mike and Devin to me are the two I'd want to see out of the game right now. And I, Ben would kind of make me nervous, but I wouldn't want to be sitting with Mike or Devin for sure. I think Mike. I mean, um, ben, even though Ben's gonna, he'll be he'd be strong, hard to beat. I would just have to play up that he has messed up every single person's game, has not been, you know, but other than that, he's played a good strategic game. It's just how many people has he made mad. That's the difficult thing, though, isn't it, with Survivor now? Because it's kind of, there was a time in this game when you, if you piss enough people off, you know it's going to be a bit of jury and you can't get it. But now in this day and age of Survivor resumes, like, people can easily sway that argument more, I think, into their favour. Um, yeah. so that's where right. it's even difficult to analyze a jury. And I mean, there's a lot of whispers around. And again, I'll say, I do not know spoilers for this season. I know I lied about that last season and people probably don't trust me anymore, but I 150 to 200% do not know spoilers for this season. Um, and, but there's been a lot of sort of, you know, speculation that maybe we will get a tie at final tribal council this year because, you know, everyone's like, well, it's random that Propes brought that up last season. And also John Kierhofer mentioned something that the final challenge this season is like one of the greatest he's ever seen and kind of just they, they i've heard a lot of people talk about how the ending of this season is so memorable so um i mean there's that possibility as well but i think the thing too that we've also got to remember which i think is really important to bring up at this point and obviously next week going into the finale is the fact that remember we've got this huge twist that's happening this year this is the first time that we're going to have at final four the person who wins immunity gets to choose who they will take with them to the final tribal council, and then the final two people who are left have to battle it off in a fire-building challenge to get that third spot. So they're kind of trying to do this whole sort of, you know, this is why they brought in the final three in the first place, was to kind of stop it where the third person getting voted out was often considered the best player, and you got a final two, which a lot of people said wasn't worthy. So this is where now they're trying to do it this way, so that the, you know, the person can kind of choose who they want to take with them, and then the third person coming along is just there by circumstance because it's a fire-building challenge. So that's where it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. So whoever wins immunity at final Final four, they've got huge power in this game. See, I didn't know any of that. Mm. I know nothing. Well, there so, you go. Yeah, You've been that... informed. <laughs> wow, I love it. I have been informed. There you go. See, we educate okay. here on the Oz Network. You know, look at this. <laughs> Why'd you get all that information? <laughs> oh, that's just kidding. Just didn't really ask that. So, anyway, all right. So, yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good. It's going to be a good finish. I, I, I really think that some of these players that I think could win that may not have a real strong resume, 
they could do something big these last couple of uh, episodes to push them right up into it. So, mm. I mean, it could really, truly be any of these six. It's, it's, it's exciting, Yeah, really. which is what we want from a season. Like, it's kind of, you know, it's... It's often the case, like, and I've found, because I've started to go back and rewatch kind of some of the post-season 30 seasons, because they were the only ones I hadn't sort of rewatched. So, kind of in, in watching Worlds Apart, Cambodia, and I'm sort of into Co-Rong at the moment, um, you know, to me, kind of watching those seasons, I remember sort of thinking, like, oh, these are very evenly edited. You know, these kind of aren't necessarily your obvious winner. Even I remember during Worlds Apart, when it was kind of like Mike went on his dominant run, I think a lot of people were still believing that, oh, he's going to fall on his sword right at the end, similar to like Aussie in South Pacific. But no, like, Mike won that game. Then, obviously, with Jeremy in Cambodia, kind of, you know, because there were so many big plays in that season, you sort of don't necessarily read into yeah. his edit. But when you know, then you can clearly see that he's got a very strong winner's edit. I'm what I'm like, you know, I think about halfway through Ko Rong at the moment. Uh, and if for the life of me at this point, I cannot see how the hell Michelle wins. Uh, but again, I've still got to get to the second part where obviously I know her game changed a lot. Um, so I mean, kind of just, yeah. if you're reading the edit to this point, you would probably say, well, Ben's got the strongest winner's edit right now, which I kind of think is why I would say he's the favorite just in terms of an edit alone. But yeah, like I think every single one of these players now has had, a decent enough edit that on a rewatch, I'm sure, would, would put through. They've all kind of had winner's quotes. Like, Ashley, all of a sudden, is really getting a lot of these sort of, like, winner's quotes and kind of things that she's doing. And, like, even she had that confessional this week where she was talking about her survivor resume and now's the time for her to make her move and things like that. And, you know, Devin kind of had a very quiet week this week. But, I mean, you know, leading up to this week, he had some great sort of, you know, moves and things that he was doing. Ryan, too, like, has always been there in terms of just at least being visible in this game. And as has Mike. So if you're doing the whole reading the edit thing, this is, I think, kind of a very difficult season to predict in, our, in my position right now, just based on edits alone. Yeah. Well, and you study this and have been doing this a long time. I've never been able to pick out somebody that's got a winner's edit. So I've, I haven't studied it that closely. So that's interesting, you know, that you say that about, well, first and foremost, you said that about Ben, but you know, Ben's done so much and been such a big part of all the plays, if you will, mm. that to not include him in the story every week would be not telling the story. Yeah. Because he's, you know, but, and I love that, you know, it's fun that we're recapping after such a wonderful tribal council. And, and, and but I always love the family, the family visit. Which, so, you know, we didn't have that in Africa. Yeah. But, but just every. Every time the approach says something about bringing in love or whatever he says, my eyes start tearing up. <laughs> and, and, you know, I've watched this episode the other night several times, so I can make sense of everything I was saying. And every time I get teary watching the family, the family visit, I love it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny. I have in the past. I didn't necessarily this week, but I, I have definitely gotten tear in the past watching these. But the thing I want to say before I talk about the family visit, uh, I know you're like the nicest person on planet Earth, T Bird, and you will never say a bad word about anything or anyone. But can can you not at least agree with with myself and pretty much every single person who watched this episode that? That challenge potentially was the worst thing we've ever seen on Survivor. I think the producers have literally given up on giving us challenges now. It's literally gotten to the point where it's, let's draw rocks from a bag and see if you match each other. No, that I, I, no, that wasn't cool at all. That wasn't cool at all. <laughs> this, is, but this is what I was thinking. This was thinking. Because, you know, again, I would have loved to have seen them tied, you know, have a shoestring, 
you know, tied around their ankles and running a race, running a foot race or being in a potato bag or whatever. But with that being said, I also know all the hoops that we have to jump through health-wise to get out there. Mm-hmm. And you figure when you put down who, what loved one you want to come out there, well, you know, maybe I want my grandmother or my grandfather or my, you know, you never know what the situation is with somebody because you've got all these people with different, their different ages and, and they don't know who's going to be out there when it's time for them to be out there. Okay. So they've got to do all this stuff ahead of time with the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To make sure that whoever's on there. So who knows? If they have to look at that and say, okay, well, this this player's mom or dad or cousin, they can't run or they can't do this or that. So I'm, I guess I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. You're, try, you're trying to be say, so T-bird here and so like, you know, I want to say spin. You're very much I, like a politician here that you can find a positive to come from this. <laughs> well, at this point, don't please don't compare me to politicians. Politicians have <laughs> get some bad rap lately. But but no, you know what I'm I do, I do. I 100% know what you say. But I'll put this to you. Like, uh, one thing um, that we had on our version uh, this season gone was um, they had a charades challenge. So players had to run to a, like, a hidden screen and they'll say, like, a picture of a monkey. So then the player had to, like, act out a monkey and then the player, other player, like their partner, had to guess what it was. So, like... They could have done this, like have like you know Mike having to do a Mike a monkey to like his loved one, uh, to his wife, and like because I mean I think the thing that okay. I'm trying to say I just think okay. that like they legitimately like Noah who I know you've probably talked to over the years who works with us here on the show he long ago uh, I remember speaking on an episode said he feels challenges have become obsolete on Survivor and that essentially kind of you know they've lost their thing and uh, like it's kind of like you don't really pay much attention to it I legitimately think we are at a point now in Survivor where challenges are just now drawing shit out of a bag. Like, we don't have immunity challenges anymore. You are legitimately standing still for as long as you can. They're all the same challenges. So, like, legitimately do this. Grab a rock out of a bag. Whoever gets the red rock wins immunity. You may as well. Um, Because, like, that's legitimately what it's come to now on Survivor. And, Ben, you know I just love those standing still immunity challenges. Yes. You know I love well, that. You, I mean, you're great because you sing be along fun. and you get to like you know play rock paper scissors. Oh. For you, it's fine, but and <laughs> still in position is is my specialty. But no, I see what you mean. But another thing too, Ben. Another thing too. Think of it this way: that tribal council, which obviously they didn't know what that tribal council was going to be like because they had to go ahead and have the loved ones out there first. Mm-hmm. But also, time-wise, you've got a 40-minute show, basically, when you take out all the, the marketing and, and advertisements and all that. You've got a 40-minute show, and if you've got everybody, you know, playing charades, acting out monkeys on charades, you're going to eat up a lot of time. So, I don't know. I, I, I was disappointed when they brought – I was disappointed. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I and look, I, I'm not taking away the loved one visits. Kind of always like an important thing. Um, so you know that's that's obviously good that they can get that in. because uh, there are definitely some seasons where you feel it's not going to come, and then they just rush it last minute. I mean, they do that in the Australian one, so that's kind of what they do. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's always nice to kind of see this and, you know, have that incentive, you know. I just I just think also, like, the reason what made this challenge so bad was that kind of, you know, when you get to the final two there between Ben and Chrissy and it's kind of like, you know, oh, if Chrissy shows a white rock here with her husband and they get, like, there's no, like, none of these players, they all want it so badly. Of course they do. They're, they're dropping to their knees. They're crying. They want that piece of home. But there's legitimately nothing they can do. Like, you know how you'll see in some of these seasons where, like, a player who's kind of been bad in challenges all season will all of a sudden find that spark to run a little bit faster and, you know, do a puzzle a little bit quicker because that's what they want. That's their incentive. Whereas this time around, there's nothing that any of them can do. Like, stare each other in the eyes. And I love Propes kind of defend it like, oh, this is all about chance. You know, who has the biggest connection? It's like, well, no one, Jeff, because, like, this is just, like, playing a game of, like, lot- the lottery. Like, this is no skill involved at all. It's pure... Ch- but just play rock, paper, scissors. To save the budget of CBS, I'm sure you had to get these little marbles and paint them white and black. That probably cost you a bit of money. Like, just play rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting because, really, because... You know, Chrissy had just gotten that Ben being kind of smart with her, and it was it's hurtful when you when you trust somebody and, and you you realize after all this time that you were you were trusting them and trying to help them. Or she said, "I was watching your back," and he so was so flippant and so it hurts. I mean, you, you can say like Ben said, "Oh, it's a game," but see, that's why I say you. You still got to have a little bit of compa- you know compassion for the people you're playing with, a little bit of truth and, and honesty. Agree. And that hurts. So to watch her come back, you know, to watch her come back and be up to know how badly he wanted to take. Well, excuse me, as as Christy would say, his sweet Kelly. Hmm. Then it was, it was kind of priceless because that's that's life. You get what you sow, and if he had been. I really feel like if he just sat down and talked to her and said, Chrissy, I'm so sorry. It's all the way it's actually put out there and presented. And he was just so flippant. And and, and when she really just needed to hear something comforting, and instead, I I think what she said was he was snarky. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. I guess that was was the response to his snarkiness. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know. Karma. Came back to bite him, you know. He said, "Yeah, it was." Um, and it could come back to bite him at the very end when if he's sitting in the final three, because you still have to play. You you can do a good job strategically, and there's a fine line with playing a good strategic game and then hurting people's feelings so badly that it takes them a while, you know, a few months to get over it. Well, after a few months, the voting has been completed. Yeah. So, I'm sure when when, at the finals, when we're watching it, she's going to be all lovey kissy with Ben, and they're good friends now. But at the moment, he's trying to win her vote. That's yeah. But you know, I know that's that's they cast different personalities because everybody plays it differently. So exactly right. Yeah. One thing I just want to quickly add: I loved, um, I loved Lauren's sister hugging Jeff. Um, and then Jeff, like, 35 seasons and finally I get a hug. Like, I don't know. I just, I thought that somebody would have done that again previously. Like, you know, you walk out, big Survivor fan, like, oh, oh my yeah. God, there's probes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So, you know, yeah, Lauren Lauren and, and Sunny Too Funny. Yes. So yeah, I can see Lauren <laughs> Lauren and Sunny Too Funny being on the blood versus water. So don't Agreed. give up on those two not coming back at this point. Yeah, Lauren's so huge Sunny, fan base. Sunny, Lauren's got a huge fan base and like it's reflected in our listener questions as well, which we'll get to in a minute. But um yeah, Sunny Too Funny, yeah, I like that. And you know what's so funny also is that when I first watched the first three episodes, I remember watching, I think it was like the third episode, and they showed her, Lauren, sitting off on a stump by herself. And I, I promise you this is the absolute truth. They showed her, and I said, who is, who is that? <laughs> who is that? So I didn't even know who she was. I didn't even remember seeing her. I didn't remember seeing her talk. And, and she has come so far and I think she's played a great game, turned out to be really good at strategy. I think she played an honest, respectful game. And, again, I say, I think the last six that are there are going to be glad she's not sitting with them because I think she would have had a good chance of, of winning the whole thing with the six that are there. Completely agree. Completely agree. I was, yeah, a big fan of Lauren's and um, sad to see her go. But, uh, yeah, no, I think she would have had a chance. One thing I want to add just quickly before we get to our ratings and our listener questions um, it was brought to our attention, I think, maybe last week or the week before, about this um, incredible streak that we've got uh, from the individual immunities. Uh, five of the six of these um, immunities, T-Bird, have been won by women. And I want to think this might be a record for, like, most uh, just by women. Like, it hasn't really been one player. Like, it was kind of they were all individual players up to a point. Ashley's the first one to win multiple individual immunities. But... Um, I don't know. Like, I, I want to put this challenge out to our listeners. If somebody can kind of maybe let me know, has there been a season when we've had such a dominant sort of streak by female players? Because five out of six, it's only Cole that won it for, for the men. But I can't think of another season. Like, I kind of went back to one world thinking that obviously it was Kim's streak. But yep. Troyzan yep. uh, and Jay won three immunities between them. So there were still men won um, that on that. So, yeah, there's a... I don't know if you can think of any at the top of your head, T-Bird, but this is kind of, I think, a bit of a record for, for women. No, I was actually going to say One World, but you corrected that. You you know, you already said that. That's what I was thinking, One World. Mm. So, no, I don't know if, if that wasn't it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, all these players are, you know, I've, they're also, even the young players are as passionate as the older players. And I say that because it seems like, Back in the day when I played, you could look at everybody and say about 50%, 50%. 50% were there to win. 50% were there just happy to have made it and just to experience whatever happened. This group that are here now, it looks like to me they are here. They are here and want to win, and I love seeing that. Love it. I'm just going through a few here because I was thinking off the top of my head like, all the ones that kind of have been dominated by a female player where they've won the four. Uh, so I went back to Amazon, but Matthew Rob, Matthew won two immunities. Uh, Rob won one, so definitely not there. Uh, Micronesia, no, because Jason, Eric all won immunities there. So kind of, yeah, I, I think this has got to be a record in terms of the percentage of females versus males individual immunity wins. So um, by all means, any listener listening to this, if you want to correct me, I, I legitimately would like to know uh, where this stands up. 
on the grand scheme of things, which is great. I, I love seeing that. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that plays out towards the end. Uh, ratings. Before we get to our listener questions, of course, we, we're going to rate this episode. Uh, to refresh your memory, T-Bird, uh, we rate this episode by saying uh, that you love this episode, so you want to buy it. If you thought it was a middle-of-the-road episode, you'll rent it. And if you hated this episode, you would bin it. So uh, what would you do with this week's episode, T-Bird? Are you going to buy it, rent it, or bin it? What is that last word you're saying? Bin it. Like, Buy it, bin, bin, B-I-N. Put it in the trash. Bin it. There we go. I'll put a bit oh, of an American. Trash it. Trash it. <laughs> okay, bin. So I'm like, what is that he's talking about? Okay, buy it, rent it, or bin it. Yeah, I'm okay. speaking in a New Zealand <laughs> accent saying my name. Bin. Hello, I'm bin. <laughs> bin. 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 So, bin. Then I thought you were bin. Bin. I thought you were saying bend it. Bend trash it. it. Sorry, like, I keep forgetting I'm speaking to an American. You don't know what a bin is. Yes, trash it. Trash it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay. Well, you know the answer to that. We're going, okay, buy it, rent it, or bend it. Bend it. <laughs> so, you know the answer right away. We're buying this one, Ben. Yeah. Let me tell you why we're buying it. We're buying it from the family visit. We're absolutely buying it because, you know, every single person had a loved one's visit with something that stood out. Um, Devin say, telling his mom how beautiful she looked, how preciously cute was that? Mm-hmm. And, and, and Devin saying to his mom, you know, a day without family is, is a day wasted. I mean, come on. That is some good stuff there. And then, of course, you've got Ryan telling his dad, you know, the best moment of his life is him being right there with his dad. I mean, those two in itself, we're going to buy it. And then, of course, you Fast forward at 45 minutes later to the truck to the uh, final travel camps for the night. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You got Mike throwing an hot idol in the fire, and then you got the big bomb side of the whole group except for Ben. We're buying that, baby. Completely agree. I'm buying it too. Uh, I think you summed it up perfectly. So, okay. um, yeah. Definitely, definitely agree with you there. Uh, all right, let's move into our listener questions. And as always, for people listening, uh, if just stay stay tuned to our social media pages, see who we've got coming on the show. And as always, you can send in your questions uh, via our social media pages. Also on our website, we've got a contact us form. You know the drill. Um, so thanks to everybody who sent these in. Uh, so let's start off with um, Rachel Harper. Hello, Rachel. Um and this I, is oh. this is a question. So she says you have to. Oh wow, you've got you've got a few options here. The, the, we've got a few games that generally people send in to you here, T Bird. So there'll be a few sort of questions and games along the way. But so Rachel says, uh, I'm just reading this on the spot. I haven't read this yet. She says, kiss, marry, have a lunch date with, spend 24 hours on an abandoned island with, and run from the hills. Jesus, that's a lot of options, Rachel, from the following people. Hey, I'll I'll go over this. I'll go over this again. So she's given you one, two, three, four, hang on, one, two, three, four, five people, and you can only, oh, okay, I understand it. Right. So Rachel's got five people here, which I'll read out to you, and you've got, you've got to choose an option for each of them. So it's kind of like ding, marry, kill, where if I would give you three people, you'd have to choose one for each person. So I've got five people here. And you have to either, so there's kiss, all right, we'll start with kiss, so there's kiss, marry, you know, get married with them, Uh, have a lunch date with, I know you're already married, but just (laughs) have a lunch date with, 
uh, spend okay. 24 hours on an abandoned island with or run to the hills, so run away okay. from them. So they're your five options. Do I need to go over them again? Nope, got it. <laughs> All right. So your five people, the, <laughs> the five people that you've got options here, I don't know why I'm on this list. So there's me. There's uh, our co-host, Colin, who I know you've spoken to with before. He's a big fan of yours. Um, Lex, uh, your beloved Lex. We love Lex. Uh, there is Ryan from this season uh, and Lauren from this season. <laughs> oh, wow. So, okay. Oh, wow. You've got to kiss one of those five, first of all, out of myself, Colin, Lex, Ryan, or Lauren Rimmer. Who are you going to kiss? Wait, are you telling me that I got to kiss, marry, lunch, spend 24 hours with, and run away? I got to pick one thing for each person? Yeah, there'll be an easier game later on where you get more options, but this one you've got one per person. So I have got to tell you that I'm going to run away from one of these people. No, seriously, right? I got to tell you. Who are you going to run away from? Yeah, one of you got to run away from. Yes, you're right. Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) Oh, oh. You know what's hard for me here, mm. right? Let's see how well how well does Ben know me? Ben, how well do you know me? I think I know you pretty well. I'd like to think so. Hardest, what is the hardest category right here out of these five for me that I have to decide on? Run away from. Absolutely. Because you're like the nicest person in the world. So, you don't want to run away from anyone. You just want to Rachel, talk and chill with them. No, Rachel. Okay, so Rachel Harper, this is a killer question. <laughs> I'm digging on it. I'm gonna. I'm going to... I'm going to edit it a little bit. I'm taking Runaway out. And then I'm going to say, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, oh, this is so hard. Uh, I want to spend time with, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take, I'm going to spend 24 hours with Lex. Yep. Ben, mm. Ryan, you... Colin, and Lauren, 24 <laughs> hours on an island, the five of us, Yep. the six of us, hang out together, we're going to talk about all of our experiences, we're going to have a lunch date together, <laughs> I'm going to kiss and hug on everybody, and we're going to just get to know each other. That's the way this is going down. <laughs> She's changed it around. Okay. So no one's getting married, no one's getting run away from. That's that's how it works, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm already married, but I yes. want to spend. I mean, I love Ben. I love Ben. Thank you. So I want to. I got to spend at least twenty four hours. I got to spend twenty four hours with Ben. Well, Ben already knows how I feel about Lex. <laughs> I got to spend twenty four hours with Lex too. And Ben, you love Lex too, so we got to hang out together. That's fun. And then, of course, I love Ryan on this on this season a lot. He reminds me of one of my daughter's good friends that she grew up with. Um, and so I've been, I've been attached to Ryan from the minute I saw his picture. So I love Ryan. Now, Lauren, I didn't notice until the third series, but since I noticed her, I have really noticed her. And then I want to spend time with them as well. And Colin, I've talked to him, but I don't know him. So I need 24 hours to get to know him better. So we're all going to hang out together and it's going to be beautiful. And also I'm going to bring Rachel in. We want Rachel to be with us. So that's what we're going to do. Look at that. That's a good answer. There you go, Rachel. I like that question, though, Rachel. I want you to send that in next week to whoever you're on. Great, that is a great, great question, yeah. Um, all right, Miranda says, um, I think we've asked this one to you before. We have challenged you most liked during on your season 
Um, yeah, and without. I'm pretty sure we've asked that before, but I mean, the challenge you most liked competing in on your season? Uh, the one I won? Yeah. <laughs> the, one of those, the one of those you don't like to see where you just stand there for hours and hours and hours. That's my hey, it was a novelty back in season three. It was new. Nowadays, it's the same challenge every single time. There's a difference. Um, hey, plus, hey, plus it was epic because, number one, it saved Frank. Number two, it showed my loyalty to telling Clarence that I would give him my word. And number three, it made Lex go crazy. So it was kind of a win-win, kind of a win. Yes, yes. Uh, Thomas says, um, T-Bird, if you were on one of the All-Stars seasons, so Heroes vs. Villains, All-Stars, or Game Changers, uh, and he's not going to include Second Chances because you should have been on that season, I'm guessing. Uh, which one would have you most liked to have been on and only one? So out of those three, which would have you most liked to have been on? You said All-Star? So All-Stars, Heroes, game Villains, change. or Game Changers. We're not including Second Chances here because, again, you were robbed of not being on that season. Heroes, Villains, and... Oh. Gosh. Oh. All right. Oh, God, Thomas, I hate when, I mean, I did the same thing to Rachel. I didn't really answer the question, which is not even fair. But, Thomas, the idea, Vincent, hang with me on this, Ben. Hang with me on this. Okay. The idea of, of, of being on a series called All-Star, that makes you kind of, you know, smile pretty big. But being on hero, you know, heroes and villains and being whatever character you are, that's pretty cool, too, to get that label, you know, depending on which label you're looking for. But Game Changers, too. I mean, if you're cast on any three of these, then, you know, out of 500-plus people, then you're you're something else. So, oh, gosh, Thomas. Well, I'll, you know what I'll, I'll add here? He, he actually adds down the bottom. He says, my opinion, I feel you being a part of Heroes vs. Villains would have been fantastic. I, co- I totally could have seen you in an alliance with uh, Tom Westman, Colby, and Stephanie? You know, I, believe it or not, believe it or not, Thomas, and and, and Ben, I may, gravi- I may have gravitated towards the villains just because it would have seemed the least likely thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. So... If that makes sense, if you're doing gameplay and you're trying to play, it's, it's kind of like what what Devin had Ben do, playing Secret Agent. Sometimes you kind of got to, you know, mix it up and all that, but I don't think that helps answer the no, question. No, that's a good I, much, I like that. <laughs> There's something kind of cool about thinking about you working with the likes of, you know, a Russell Hance or, like, you and Jerry. I'd watch that. That'd be awesome. Um, so Yeah, it's the only the only thing that would be kind of a little bit scary for me in that, I would love to get with with a villain that I could trust mm-hmm. because nobody would nobody would expect that. But for me to find a villain, they're a villain for a reason. So to get with a villain I could trust. Now, was was Shane considered a villain? Oh, for sure, he would have been a villain. If he yeah, played? yeah, absolutely. See, I, all right. So, for example, I could see. Aligning with Shane, where two totally different characters, and it would have worked. That's a good I think point. it would have worked. Yeah. 
I can't see it working with the Russell because <laughs> Russell's got his own thing going on. Russell, I, I don't even know what what <laughs> Russell's got a whole enough game strategy that I don't think involves anybody. <laughs> so it just depends. It just depends on who the who the villain would be. But I think that would work better for me going back a second time probably than anything. I'd watch that. Thanks, Thomas, for that question. Great question. Um, let's see here. Uh, Katie Silas, uh, too bad Lauren didn't grab her half of the idol out of the fire and made the votes zero and re-voted. That would have been epic. Actually, her using her extra vote and sending someone home with one vote would have even been better. Loved the Lauren exit interview. Can't wait to see her on the podcast again. Well, that's a comment, not really a question, but thanks for that, Katie. Uh, let's see, what else have we got here? Well... Go ahead. Yes, hi. That's <laughs> That being that really, that's interesting that you say that. So yes, if she had even given you know given Mike, given him something like you said earlier, something other than the idol. But again, hindsight, easy to say that now. Or if she'd have jumped in the fire, literally jumped and got something to get that out and got it back. I mean, so many things you think about after the fact. But yeah. anyway, yeah, um, Hilda O'Connor. We've kind of touched on this, Hilda. Hilda says, is Lauren now officially the worst player in Survivor history, worse than Jans and Eric, for how she was voted off? I had such high hopes for her, but she blew it. I'm just going to say, no, she's not the worst player in Survivor history. Uh, I think you agree with that with me, don't you, T-Bird? <laughs> okay, let me tell you the worst. The worst. If you're going to say, if you're going to characterize one of these players as the worst player, uh, Lauren's not anywhere near that category. My opinion would have to be anybody that's quit. Mm. And I... I don't, and I know there are different reasons that people quit. So I'm not being hard on that. But if you're going to put people in a category of not a good player, then I think you got to at least start looking at the people that just quit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even uh, though I know, I although I know there are good reasons that people quit, but you can't put somebody like Lauren in that category. She played a good game. I, hey. She did. I um, according to our rankings, uh, I think it was Wendy DeSchmidt was our worst, but uh, I don't even agree with that. I didn't put her up, but that's a whole other story. Um, now this is one on Twitter, which you kind of um, when she was our first boot on Nicaragua, was she? Yeah, I think it was Nicaragua. Yeah, she's yeah. She kind of wasn't exactly the greatest player, but I didn't think she's the worst player. Um, you might have already seen this one. This is on uh, Twitter. Uh, Survivor Patty, uh, she said, and you sort of touched this a little bit at the beginning of the episode, is the theme of this season so far, snitches get stitches. Nobody can keep a secret. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, again, I can't understand your strategy being tell everybody what you know. It's just, then you can't trust anybody. That's kind of, everybody knows that nowadays. So, I don't get it. I really don't. I'm, I really, and I think it's also, if you're, I, I don't know. Mm. I don't get it. Yeah. I, remember, remember, all right, for example, remember when Danny Boatwright played? Yes, absolutely. I, you know, Loved Danny. So my point is, I think a lot of times you can get a lot further in the game keeping, keeping it close to the, you know, keeping it close to the chest without letting it all go. And Agreed. apparently, you know, well, and look what Ben did. He, he had if he if anybody had to know about his idol, what went down the other night at tribal council would not have happened. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I don't I don't know what would have happened. That wouldn't have happened. So, yeah, I think 
maybe after this season, the next season, we might not see that as much, or or we might. It'd be interesting to see if everybody's still, you know. Well, I mean, we don't even know what next season in terms of, you know, we've got Ghost Island. We don't even know what that means, so who knows what it's going to be next season. Um, also on Twitter, you probably would have seen this one too. This one's, I guess, kind of something we've talked about this episode, so it's more of a comment. Uh, lad Undercover 22, hello Lad, one of our regulars, says, uh, how did that happen? How does someone go to tribal with an idol and an extra vote and get voted off? Couldn't either one of those have won the game for you? Uh, hashtag no more idols. Um, so, like, uh, Lad Undercover there's on board with you too, T-Bird, for no more idols, basically. Or, or calm the idols down, essentially. Yeah, just calm them down, but, I mean, that's kind of interesting. You do make a good point. Here is somebody that actually had an idol and an advantage, gave it away tonight for whatever, you know, again. Could, I mean, again, hindsight, it's almost, it's actually the perfect storm. It's the perfect storm. And I'm sure Lawrence just has relived that moment over and over, mm-hmm. bless her heart. So, yep. anyway. Anyway. Uh, Undercover so- 20 what you're saying. Uh, we've got a few more here. Um, so, Leah P says, I'm in mourning over Lauren Rimmer's exit. I almost was going to not send in a question due to this, but hearing T-Bird is on, I wanted to give her some love. I hope you can come back and play again, and I really enjoyed you on your season. I hope you can come back and play on again with the queen that is Lauren. So, there you go. Uh, T-Bird, you got some support there for Leah to come back and play again. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you, Leah. And you know what, Leah? I can see, you know, after watching Lauren these last few weeks, I really feel like she's somebody. I mean, I know when people go out a second time, sometimes they change their gameplay up. But if I was out there with her the first time, I mean, I think we would have had a good a good bond together. She seems, like I said, a really, you know, straight-up player. Mm-hmm. So I liked her. Uh, Mitch says in, uh, Mitch is a regular, sends in this question to our guests each week, but that kind of always brings interesting answers, although I'm kind of assuming you're not really going to answer this. We had Ethan on last week, and I, I have got to even remember what Ethan said last week, but Mitch says, uh, first of all, I'm really going to miss Lauren Rimmer. People make mistakes, and she took it like a queen. Bring her back. Questions for T-Bird. Number one, who was the big, and I'm pretty sure you might have answered these in our episode earlier this year, so correct me if I'm wrong, but who was the biggest diva around camp on your tribe? Oh, gosh. Lindsay? <laughs> no. I, I, the biggest diva, I guess, would be Lance. Mm, I, like, I like the fact I, that you didn't hesitate and just went straight into the answer. I appreciate that. Um, who was the most annoying that you would be pleased to send off to Exile Island from your season? <laughs> I would be land. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the diva. Yeah, that would have been the diva. Makes sense. Makes sense. I love Lindsay. Like that's the only time I'll ever utter that sentence. Like proudly, my sister's called Lindsay. I don't often say that. I'm joking, Lindsay. If you ever listen to this, but um, yeah, I, I um. I, I, she's just one of these random ones that I just absolutely love, who I would just absolutely love to see play again. I'm sure she was annoying as fuck, but, like, again, I just love her. So, anyway. <laughs> no, but, but, Ben, it's not that she's annoying. It's just when you go in with a certain way you want to play the game, there are people – who was it that I saw? Oh, like, for example, Allen, mm-hmm. the, the NFL retired player this year. Yep. There are certain people that you play with that will mess up again your gameplay because you don't know what direction they're going in. And Alan, to me, was a wild card. 
a, a wild card. Well, see, Lynn's to me was a wild card too. I mean, a lot of energy, a lot of, but you just don't know what direction she's going in. So again, there are people that are really strong players, and then there are people that are strong players, but you can't figure out their gameplay, and that can mess you up in a minute. And again, Allen was not a, a Lindsay, or Lindsay was not an Allen by any stretch, but, you know, you, when I watched Allen, I thought, oh, man, I, I'd have to get him out right away because he's all over the board. He's all over the board. So, anyway. Hmm. Um, that- thanks for the question there, Mitch. Uh, so, we've got a couple more here. So, yes, sorry, yes, did I, did you want to say something there? Oh, I just said thanks, Mitch. Oh, sorry. Okay, I thought you like were gonna. I don't know, say something. Anyway, I'm just. Uh, we're getting to that point of the interview there, T. where I am listening. Ah, uh, Sasha Peterschmidt. Um, I say it every week. She knows I love her. her great last name. Um, so this is this other game I was talking about. So essentially, um, you've got four options here. Two of which I'm going to assume you're not even going to use because you're lovely and aren't mean. Um, you need to kiss, slap hug or run away um and i'm going to read some players out but the difference between this game and the last one that we played uh you don't have to like you can use as many of each of these options for each of these people if that makes sense so um i'll I'll start off okay so for example kimmy kappenberg you can choose one of those four and you can still use them for the next person so if you met kimmy if you saw kimmy yeah you're gonna i'm sure you have met kimmy of course you have kiss slap hug or run away from her Now, when you say kiss, <laughs> I mean you don't mean you kiss on the I mean, cheek. You kiss a girl. Kiss on the cheek. Okay. So, <laughs> oh god. Okay. So, can we have a girl? Do we get a hug and a kiss? Okay. There we go. I, I feel you're not even going to use slap or run away, but uh, Kelly Wigglesworth. I might. I might. <laughs> Kelly, who? Kelly Wigglesworth. Kelly Wigglesworth. Kiss and hug. Uh, Sue Hawk. Kiss and hug. Sandra. Kiss and hug. <laughs> Lex. Kiss and hug. <laughs> Big Tom. Kiss and hug. <laughs> Vesepia. <laughs> Kiss and hug. <laughs> uh, Debbie. Uh, Debbie, recent, most recent Debbie. Debbie Warner? Yeah. I mean, Debbie Donato? Yeah. Kiss and hug. <laughs> I love her. Um, I love her. Mike, I, I'm assuming that's Mike from this season. Mike Holloway, Mike Holloway, kiss and hug. Oh, I, I was. Oh, we'll go with Mike Holloway then. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, ben from this season. Ben from wait. This season. Oh, we're Ben watching. from the kiss and hug. <laughs> yeah, kiss and hug. And Lauren from this season. <laughs> Kiss and hug. Kiss and hug. There you go, Sasha. That's what you're going to get. All right. So this one, uh, we've got two more. So this is a game that Ruth Marie sends in every week. So uh, basically, um, if you you are sent to Exile Island Reward Boat for the length of two days and a former player comes to you and offers you an option where you get to choose one of the four following advantages, which one of these would you take? So I'm going to read these out to you, T-Bird, and you've got to decide which one of these you would choose. All right. So... First option is you get the... the vo- say, that, say that again. Hello? Who put this question in? Uh, this is Ruth Marie. Okay, Ruth Marie. Okay. Ruth Marie. Right. All right. So these are your options of what you can choose from. All right. So the first one is Vote Tripler. 
So this gains the ability to add three votes to only one player in tribal council, but the consequence being you are unable to vote in the next tribal council. Number two, the spy bunker. So this allows you to spy on the other tribe in an underground bunker located directly under the other tribe's shelter, and you can do this for 30 minutes. Uh, vote reveal, play this at any tribal council until the final seven, and when you come back to camp, you will have a note in your personal belongings telling you who voted for who. Or the mutiny idol, which you can play to save whoever has the most votes from elimination, but send them to the other tribe instead. All right, not the spy bunker for sure. I wouldn't want that mm -hmm. because you're talking about there's going to be this is before the merge. Uh, right, I would assume so. Yes, yes. It's before the merge, so things change every day. Spy bunker wouldn't help me at all for that. Uh, the vote reveal, finding out how people voted. Now it's still going to be a it's going to be a tribe of two. It's not going to matter after the merge. Everybody, everything changes. The um, I'm going to do the add three votes. Okay. Add the vote vote. Yeah, the next one you wouldn't be able to vote. Uh, so that's kind of the uh, the catch-22 with that one. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I should have really been keeping a tally of this. I don't know, Ruth Marie, if you've been keeping a tally of who people, what ones people have been answering, but I feel all four of them have been uh, chosen by some of our players across this season. But uh, there we go. All right. Favourite person who sends in questions. Our last one here. <laughs> Granny Survivor. Do you remember Granny Survivor, T-Bird? She's messaged him before. I don't know if you remember her. Hey, Granny Survivor. <laughs> All right. So, she's got a few here. Hello, dears. I'm so sad we lost Lauren Rimmer. I know she is getting a bad reputation for her move tonight, but she was outstanding throughout the season. I already want her back. Right now, it is Ben's game to lose. I'm fully... I think you've written loose there, Granny, uh, but I think you meant lose. Uh, I'm fully convinced Ben or Mike... Just stop bagging out your listeners, Ben. Uh, I'm fully convinced Ben or Mike have this in the bag. I don't think we will have a female winner this season. All right, that's her comment. Uh, her questions, though. All right. Now, I know we had you on the very first episode of Game Changers uh, way back when this year, uh, but she then says, what did you think of the entire season? What was your opinion of Game Changers as a season? You know, the problem being is these things start to go kind of run deep, run into each other. <laughs> and once I finish, you know, and we get on the next one, then right now I'm so wrapped up in this one and all the characters. Um, but, you know, I, I like them all. I mean, I like, and I like the way they turn out because as far as whoever the winner is, I feel like they're the winner because that's how, that's how it worked out. So, yeah. um, I, I don't remember anything other than I like it standing out right now, like I said, because I'm so caught up in here versus healers versus hustlers versus um, Idol Island. <laughs> but I will tell I will tell Granny Survivor um, that I really liked her, you know, that she thought it would be Ben or Mike's game to lose. And I'm just going to jump in and say, I, I believe Devin's got a pretty good chance of taking this whole thing. So I'm going to have to say, I'm going to, have to throw Devin in there for my pick. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. <laughs> it's funny you're saying about how they all kind of gel into each other. This year is, like, I love Survivor, but I'm really kind of looking forward to January because um, 
it'll be like the first month I think Survivor hasn't been on in any capacity for us on this show since like February this year because between Game Changers followed on by Survivor New Zealand followed on by Australian Survivor followed on by Survivor Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers there's been a lot of Survivor overload um, so um, I know it's Right. Yeah. Right. It's kind of been nonstop. Uh, she also adds, uh, "We've asked this question before. I swear to you, who from your sec, who from your season, who from Africa, uh, deserves a second chance apart from yourself?" So um, let's obviously not include Tom, Lex, or Ethan because they've obviously had a second chance. So um, yeah, who would you like yeah, to see we, come back? We have- yeah. I think I, I may have said something. Yeah, no, you have. You definitely have. Um, I remember that. Um, well, again, this is kind of a, an open-ended question, which is a bit hard to ask and answer as well. When will we see you again on Survivor? I hope you are on the 20th anniversary season in a few years, if this is our next All-Star season. Um, look, I, I would love to answer that, wouldn't we, T-Bird? We'd love to say you're on next season, but we just we, you just got to wait for that phone call. <laughs> uh, you know what? And I'm going to keep waiting and... Until I can't wait any longer. There you go. Uh, now, so. she has a game here which we'll play at the end. And so um, this is kind of... It's a true or, true or false game where she's given me five quotes uh, here that either did or did not appear on Lauren Rimmer's bio from the CBS website. So I'm going to read out something here and oh. you've just basically to tell me true or false she said this or not. All right. The first one. That Lauren said. That Lauren said, yeah. Okay, so the first one here. Did she or did she not say, I don't like redheads at all, bad experiences? True. That's false. She did not say that. Uh, The second one here. My mother is my hero because I have seen her struggle my entire life. False. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) We're two for two. We're two for two. Okay. Number three. Okay. I have always put myself on the line and always will. True. That is true. Correct. Number four. Play hard. Play always. True. Wait, wait. What's that last word you said? Play hard. Play always. Play always? Yeah. Play always. Spell that. Uh, A-L-W-A-Y-S. Always. Okay. True. <laughs> That's false. I feel like I'm in a spelling bee. A-L-W-A-S. <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> Ding! Correct! The final one. People who are not organised. I'm assuming that's in the what do you not like. So her answer there, people who are not organised. True. Correct. So you got two out of five there. That's uh, that's all right. <laughs> well done. Okay, Woo. not even a Nearly. All right. Thanks, Grady yeah, Survivor. Thanks to everyone who's sending questions. Fun as always. Uh, and speaking of fun of always, T-Bird, you know it's fun as always. We really do uh, appreciate your time here on the show. And, uh, yeah, I just I think we'll close this out. By saying, um, you know, you sort of mentioned a few times, just one name right now. Who's You've got to choose one of these six. Who's winning this game right now? Close it out with a winner. You got it. Um, Devin. Devin. There we go. Boom. Done. Yep. All right. Thank you. Perfect. Always fun. And uh, we look forward to getting you back on the show, of course, uh, no doubt, uh, next season. 
Thanks, Ben. You know I love you, kid. And a massive, massive, massive thank you there to T-Bird, of course, for her time. Always just such an honour and a pleasure to have her on the show and uh, obviously just such a beloved friend of this show. Uh, and myself and everybody who works on the show. So uh, we definitely do thank her for her time. Uh, we are now into the final two weeks of Survivor Heroes vs. Heroes vs. Hustlers. I uh, think a, a few people, one being myself, thought that next week was going to be the finale. But uh, nope, we've got another week after this. So we've kind of got two more episodes to go. Three, as I said at the beginning, if you include the reunion. But um, plenty still to come. So uh, very excited to see how it's going to play out. In terms of our next guest, uh, stay tuned. We're going to talk to a few people, hopefully, to get them on the show. So uh, we'll see how it does all play out when it comes to that side of things and of course as always you'll have listener questions around to uh to answer about that and of course exit interviews too uh as of now given that they generally happen on the friday our time uh stay tuned for those of course in the lead up we're not sure how it will work for the finale um i'm sure we might have some more details uh perhaps this time next week when we do our recap but uh yeah we'll see how that plays out in terms of uh the final five and uh what access they give us uh to those they might just say you only get the winner they might only get a choice between three of them we're not too sure we'll see how it uh will work in that aspect but of course um we do hope that you are enjoying the show, uh, and you've obviously came uh, on board since Survivor Oz. We're nearly at the uh, 12-month mark of us uh, rebooting into the Oz Network, so it's kind of exciting. Uh, but we've had a lot of great times this year covering uh, plenty of seasons of Survivor, four seasons of Survivor, kind of, as I mentioned uh, before, it's been non-stop when it comes to covering the show in uh, 2017. So we'll see how that plays out into 2018. But outside of Survivor, of course, we've got plenty of things coming your way. Today we put up an interview with uh, actor Roma Mafia, of course, best known as playing Liz Cruz on Nip Tuck. So if you're a Nip Tuck fan, want to hear that one, that's a well worth a listen to. Of course, we had our John Hensley one last week. Next week, we will have an interview if you're a Third Watch fan with our Amy Carlson, who played Alex Taylor on that show for three seasons. And of course, if you are aware of the show Blue Blood, she of course played Linda Reagan on Blue Blood. So um, yeah, p- pretty esteemed careers both of those uh, actors have and uh, plenty of shows that you probably would recognise them outside of the main ones that we're covering. And those main ones that we are covering, of course, Third Watch, Lost and Nip Tuck. Uh, each week, we have those episodes go up lost on a monday nip tuck on a tuesday third watch on a wednesday and we hope you're enjoying our coverage of those shows each week and of course our movies are still being covered as well star wars month uh pretty much coming to a conclusion tomorrow we will have our last jedi preview episode and then after the last jedi has been seen by everyone on this show course we're seeing it pretty much as soon as it's released on every corner of this planet uh we will have two episodes for you we will have a spoiler free review for those who are maybe uh waiting to see it in a later date and don't wish to be spoiled and given it's star wars and given there's going to be lots to talk about we will also have a spoiler review where we will talk about specific things happening in it and our expectations and everything that happened with those so stay tuned for that uh of course jurassic world fallen kingdom the first trailer was released yesterday we had a trailer reaction episode up posted 24 hours ago that is available for you to listen to as well well worth a listen because i finally get to talk about jurassic park and it's to me the greatest thing in the history of history uh and uh we will then be leading into our christmas month which is pretty much tim allen christmas month i know we're already in december but uh, we'll be covering uh, all three of the Santa Claus films, uh, also uh, as well alongside Christmas with the Cranks. So if you're a Tim Allen fan and you like Christmas, then you're going to be covered in the coming weeks here on the Oz Network as we uh, pump those out to you before December 25th. 
It's been a lot of fun bringing you this chat today. Thanks again to T-Bird. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. Remember to subscribe on all the services that you listen to us on, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And as always, please, if you do listen to us, you like us, you appreciate what we put out there for you, we would appreciate hearing your thoughts back, especially on iTunes. If you could just take literally two minutes out of your time, give us a rating out of five, leave us some feedback. We'd love to try and get to at least 10 ratings before Christmas. We're on seven at the moment. We got to about 60-odd on Survivor Oz days, so we know you're out there. We'd love it to get back to those numbers too because it obviously helps us being seen a little bit more on those services. So by all means, please, if you could just take a few minutes of your time to leave us some feedback, we really would appreciate that as well. In the meantime, this has been a Survivor recap. My name is Ben. This is the Oz Network. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. Dot net.